never. Yeah. Um, is this a real thing right now? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, we're not. This is, we're not giving Manny any chance. There's no warm up to, to it. Warm up. <laughs> Nothing. We had a little technical difficulty getting set up. Right into the deep end of the pool. It's, mm-hmm. Literally, you guys just threw me into it. Uh, before we start, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as looks, LED lighting, and slide door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. And uh re- gonna be released on april 7th we have northeast director ed cohen of hayfla coming on the show oh yeah that's gonna be a big one so that's the fit we record the fifth it'll air also a motorcyclist yeah oh yeah oh yeah he's he's a big rider like adventure riding yeah adventure riding yeah so yeah. speaking of bikers <laughs> we're, joined, <laughs> we're joined by our great friend Manny Sirianni, long overdue to come back on the show. We've been begging him to come. He's been denying our advances for quite some time. <laughs> he rolled in on his new HD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has been a while. When was the last episode? That was episode 11 of season. I was misspeaking uh, last week, too. Wild Willie was episode 8. Uh, you were episode 11 of season 1. So that was... Two years and 15 weeks ago. Wow. It's really been that long. Yeah. Yeah, it was like uh, Deadwood had just gone out for his surgery. So it was just the three of us. Lobotomy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that name in so long, Deadwood. <laughs> yeah. We haven't talked about Deadwood in a long time. Um, for the new listeners, Deadwood is our um, our ex-business partner. Who you may have heard in season one. Yeah. Only he didn't make it in season two. No. No, I don't remember season two. Actually, yeah, he was only in like what? Ten episodes and then like a handful after that. Like the first ten episodes and then we'd pick him up from the train station. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make the cut after the... uh No. He, certain he things he was saying on the retired, microphone. Retired, in air quotes. <laughs> I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. You know who has an opening, though, I heard. That's true. It'd be a good fit over there. Tom's looking for some new guys. Yeah, I'll get the lowdown for you. Well, I guess, um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Again? <laughs> Give a give like a, a twenty second uh, recap or twenty second whatever. What do they call that? Your like your elevator pitch. Oh yeah, tell uh, pretend Just, you're on a speed date, like one of those. Uh, you sit down at the table. Hey, don't date me. <laughs> um, so I guess for the people that have heard the old episode, remember me from Thomas Cabinetry. We'll leave it at that. Tom's Cabinet Shop, where I met these guys. Um, was there for a few years and then finally parted ways and complete career change. Yeah. Yeah. So you were still at working at Tom's when we recorded the first episode, right? Yeah. I was there for still quite a while. Yeah. How much therapy after you left Tom's? 
Uh, no therapist would see me. <laughs> I would love to see one, but they wouldn't see me. You need like a platinum tier health insurance. <laughs> All the therapists in the area, they when you when you fill out the questionnaire and they yeah. see where you work, they go, uh-huh. There's no health insurance premium that'll cover that. Yeah, they're like, listen, I didn't sign up for this. That's right. You know it's bad when your employer gives you mental health days. Yeah. On top of vacation, sick time, uh, family leave, but then you get mental health days. Every day is a mental a mental day over there. Yeah, a lot has changed over there too. Yeah. So you you uh, were emancipated from the TCC, thankfully. Yes. <laughs> so what have you been doing for the last? What's it been? year and a half not a half about 14 months yeah january was my technically one year mm -hmm. over there but uh yeah it was right after christmas time and stuff is actually i think i was on that job with you when i got the job offer we went up to hoboken oh and i was yeah. babysitting the van oh wow yeah <laughs> i thought you were you were working at the new place at that point no nah. wow no nah. You guys needed a babysitter, and I said, screw yeah. it, I'll do it. And then uh, it's kind of got the wheels turning on the whole job offer, settling things. And then I think it was, was that like a midweek thing? And then it was like over that weekend, kind of sat on and said, you know yeah. what, it's time to make the move. I had enough people in my corner kind of pushing me along. Time to cut the cord. Yeah, yeah. essentially what it was, take a chance. You know? I don't know why I thought that it, that you started working there like at, right after we recorded that first episode. That's that shows the uh, the frailty of the human uh, memory. Yeah. No, I mean there was probably <laughs> talks about like not trying just to, that. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was quite a while after that because that was that was yeah that was like uh, you didn't start working there for another year after we recorded that episode. Yeah. Jeez, I can't believe I lasted that long even. Yeah. And what do you do at your new place? Um, oh, well, but weren't you at Timber for a while? Oh, yeah. That was before that episode. Oh, okay. So you had, you had, did you had, did you had, did you had just gone back to Tom's? No, that was actually, I would say that was probably a couple to few months. Because hmm. I was, I was there, COVID hit. And then I was almost at my one year, but then, you know, the way scheduling was working because it was a smaller shop, they didn't really want, you know, like too many people in there. So I said, screw it. Instead of collecting unemployment, stuff like that, you know, obviously the, the door over at Tom's is open. Oh, yeah. So I made a call, said, hey. That's a revolving door over there. Yeah. <laughs> Never closes. They're like 7-Eleven. <laughs> Yeah, open 24-7. Even on the holidays. Tom in there at 3 o'clock in the morning. Even on the holidays. Especially on the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, especially the late night stuff. Every time you try to stay for extra work just to do your own thing, you were never alone. As much as you uh, wanted to be alone, you were never alone. Oh, no. It was that monster under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but COVID, yeah, so the Cookie whole monster. COVID stuff happened, which is crazy that that was that long ago. I know. And then uh, I said, screw it, I'm not going to sit at home and collect unemployment. I'm going to go back to work. Mm -hmm. And then it was about two months of being back over there. Um, and no, you know, real word about like, 
when are things going to change there for me to come back? So my one year hit there and I was like, all right, before I even come back, I'm going to sit down and have a review to see where we stand. And that's when I said, you know, I'm not, not able to come back. And then just went right back to Tom's like I never left there a year later. Yeah. And then I was there for, I would say at least another year. Like a dirty yeah. old slipper. Yeah. Like that dirty sock under the bed. <laughs> in the van door. <laughs> that, like that crusty sock in the glove compartment. <laughs> yeah, that was, I I, I want to say at least it was another year. I mean, at least it, it felt like 10. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think it was cold. Yeah, when we. Must have been cold when we did that Hoboken job. That's how you know how long you've been there. You you say, how long did it feel like I was there? And then you divide by like 15. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> so uh, we've sort of been dancing around the subject. What do you, so what are you doing now? So currently now I work at a place. We'll keep that yeah, name on the name. But uh, essentially there's, it's a giant plant over a hundred thousand square feet. Um, one side of the, plant is production line work of ambulances, rescue fire trucks, um, anything kind of EMS related. Mm -hmm. Then on our side of the building, it's kind of broken up into different sections. It's one big place, but um, there's a service area, which is like your general, like if you guys needed an oil change or a new motor, whatever, like that's in a fire truck. Uh, not necessarily the, well, yeah, so there is a fire truck section of that on our side, but the service side is just for ambulance, EMS, um, even like normal cars. Like if it's like a chief's car or something like that. Like a standard mechanic shop. Yeah, exactly. You know, they do the alignments, they'll do a motor swap if they have to, you know, kind of keep the ambulances that can't be off the road, back on the road as fast as possible. Then to like what you said, the fire truck, um, the one side of the building is all for like the bigger heavy rescue trucks and mm-hmm. fire trucks where there's I think four mechanics that usually deal with all that stuff over there. Then in the front of the building, we have a, it's a little bit smaller section, which is for what they call specials. So it's chief vehicles, special operation command units, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy actually, he's the head of that department, Just two guys essentially, so, like, for instance, you could go in there with your sprinter van and turn it into a full command center. And that's what, you know, mm. they do. That's and then cool. and our area is we're called remount. So if you were a township or a private entity of some sort, you have an old ambulance, a hazmat truck, whatever it is, you want to put it on a new chassis and kind of update your old box. That's what we take care of. Hmm. So we make it as brand new as possible to whatever your budget is. And uh, so there's value in swapping the the box out and putting it on a new chassis. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Because you, I mean, it's depending on the condition of the body and stuff and the interior and everything else, like how well it's been taken care of. Um, it's usually worthwhile to kind of keep beating the dead horse, so to speak. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess all that stuff in there is expensive, you know? Oh, yeah. All the, the gurneys and whatever. Especially all the new units, which I don't know if it's for sure or not, but I think the state is like past something now where it's like every, all the ambulances have been coming in, getting updated with like this new gurney system. It's called Striker. 
Um, so it's all hydraulic assisted. So, that sounds like something you want to be in when you're hurt or something. Put them yeah. in the striker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a pretty crazy system. It's crazy expensive. I mean, said and done, it's like 40 grand. Jeez. Just to get Is that you... so people don't have to lift, that the EMS like guys very, don't have yeah, to lift like it? Yeah, there's like minimal lifting. So the gurney itself is all hydraulic. Hmm. Um, and then the, the unit that slides out of the back of the ambulance is hydraulic assistant, like two little arms that come up, so it'll grab the front of the gurney. You can put the wheels up, and it'll hold a full, I think, 400-pound, 500-pound person. Just Oh, like cantilevered out like that? Like way cantilevered. Wow. It's scary. The first really? time I saw it, I was like, there's no way this holds somebody, but apparently that's what it is. And so I think getting so fat, they're probably having a hard yeah. time getting people in there. Sadly yeah, enough, I more, think... More women are able to do the job instead of lifting up. Yeah, I think it was just upper body strength thing. Yeah. yeah. I guess you don't really know like what the situation is before you're loading somebody up into it. So I guess how much stress and everything else prior to even just getting to the back of the ambulance. But yeah, it's it's bizarre. I mean, there's just so much shit that I never Oh, can we have we allowed to? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should yeah. ask that in the beginning. We'll let him fly. Not you know, not a a, a PG exorbitant amount. Okay. But uh yeah, I was this my, I mean, still to this day, I mean, like, even today was another new thing of, of like, what's this little piece called or what does this do? I mean, there's been a lot of like repetitiveness, but it's still all new. You know, even 14 months later, it's mind is still absorbing so much stuff and just, you know, you go home and you're like, shit, like, is that right? Is that wrong? Like, <laughs> what do I got to do tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, and plus you're getting a crash course in like all this medical and like emergency kind of stuff too. Yeah, it's like not just like the stuff. actual putting it putting it all together, the fabrication aspect of it, but the knowing the terminology as to what this stuff even is. Yeah, you know? which is that's that's still something I'm learning every day about. You know, you know, we go through our list, and I would say probably 80 to 90 percent of the people there were you know some ems of some sort or hmm. firefighter so all the equipment aspect of stuff like they understand it and a person that i am i always want to know as much mm -hmm. as possible and you know if i'm doing something i want to know the background to it so you know i'll ask questions and then i like sometimes i'm like shit i should have never asked that question but <laughs> you know it's it's cool to know now oh, you yeah. know but yeah i mean the the medical side of it, the biological side of it. I mean, when these, the ambulances we get in, I mean, it's all volunteer stuff, very rarely like paid services. So it's like you get some like pretty worn down ones, pretty nasty yeah. ones. And then, uh, you know, even going through the back, we have to be super careful in the beginning when we're tearing them down, you know, gloves on, try to vacuum as much as possible. We always got to be like looking out for needles, any kind of bandages oh, that have, Maybe didn't make the garbage can, any kind of blood that never got cleaned up. It's like I didn't even think of that. Oh yeah, I didn't. It's I didn't think about that. it at first, and then like it was probably like my second weekend. One of the other guys were like, "You don't have gloves on." I'm like, "Yeah." Like, what do you mean? He's like, "You know what you're touching, right?" I was like, "It's just, oh, a, it's just a tube." Like, what do you you want to tell me? Stop beating around the bush. He's like, "Yeah, that's the suction tube. That's what." You know, I was just giving the task. It's kind of like left in my bed. Just bare hand in this. I was changing out a trash. But, uh, 
the trim, it all has to be mindful of like, is it going to hold a fluid or is it going to let a fluid, you know, escape? Hmm. Fluid pretty, dynamics. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot. So much stuff. So aside from, from work, because I'm sure you got enough work, what else you got going on? Just the, the second new bike after returning the other one. And that was just a year ago. I got that memory two days ago. That when I first bought that uh, that Sportster, had that for I think three or four months, and was like this isn't for me. Yeah, it's not cutting exactly. And then uh, over the summertime, pulled the trigger on trading it in, and pick up that twenty two that's called a Street Bob. So like we were talking about, yeah, yeah. we were talking about earlier, like the soft tails. Oh yeah, yeah. So right under the touring style bikes. But the first bike is was like a beginner's bike. Yeah, literally what it was. And everyone talks me out of it. You know, the guys that ride at work and the salesman originally. But I was like, I kind of know myself and can kind of be reckless on two wheels. Oh, yeah. It's so, easy. Yeah. So it's... not being on a bike in years, I was like, let me just take it easy. You know, worst case scenario, I like working on stuff. If I want to make it faster, I'll make it faster. But it was more of like always having the girlfriend on the back of it, going out on adventures. It just wasn't enough for that. No, no. So it was actually in for service and uh, it was in for service at Harley. And then I was in there just, you know, shooting the shit with the saleswoman and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, while I'm here, let me just, I needed a, a piece just to relocate the taillights so I could put little bags on the back of it. And he was like, yeah, they don't make anything for that one. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and uh, he's like, nah, dude, you bought a Sportster, man. You're limited. Like he yeah. would always joke around with me. So I looked back at her and I was like, are we going to do this today? And uh, so we decided, yeah, we're going to trade the thing in and ended up getting the way bigger bike. So that's the way to go. Yeah. And they were yeah. cool about it. They, they took care of everything. You know, I wasn't out of pocket, anything. I don't carry over any balance because I guess Harley kind of knows that like the Sportster is the beginner bike. Yeah. They're looking for you to trade up. Yeah. And concerning the fact I dumped, I don't know, another couple thousand into it. Yeah. On top. And they'll of, sell that to the next guy. That, still know, sitting there. Yeah. Oh, really? Still sitting there. I was going to say, yeah. they probably turn them over so fast. No. Because they, they run too many like good incentives sometimes. Like That's the only reason why I ended up doing it that day was the because... Bike, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No payments for like the first three months, <laughs> you know, because the credit was still good. It's like a ridge bander. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> three months at $99. <laughs> Then it goes up to the full price, ten ninety nine a month. Uh, yeah, a little bit more. How much is that one going to be? Uh, all in, it's fifty five thousand five hundred. Jesus, but it's a time saver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, all those cabinets you just saw. I just did all those, you know, with the Contour. It took forever. All that the green drawer boxes, everything. The uh, the black shop cabinets. Yeah, but the contour is at the green edge. Oh, bender, yeah. right? no, no, the little festival brand. thing. That oh, thing. The fe that thing is still around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, so uh guy came yesterday morning to look at the edge bander, and it was running great. <laughs> it was like the best it ever ran. Uh, yeah. The and festival I, one. No, the oh, brand. No, the, the okay. green one. Yeah, he, he came to look at it to buy it, so the guy's going to buy it. Um, it was doing everything except for like the front trim was like a little bit long. It was leaving the edge banding a little bit long. So then this morning I'm like, I can make these drawers. I'll just use the edge banner. We haven't used it at all. I couldn't get it to work. <laughs> no. 
He was the professional on that one. So I don't know what. Somebody's looking out for us because yeah. it's about time. Yeah. And how'd that whole thing happen with the edge banner? Like I kind of got briefed on it a little bit beforehand. Oh, so Lou, Lou calls me one day and he's like, Hey, he's like, I got, we got this guy who came into the shop, this guy, Brian, who he fixes machines. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, let me get his number. So he gave me his number. I called him. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'll be right over. I'm like, all right, I'll heat up the machine. So he, I, you know, we turn on the machine. He comes by like a half hour later. He was looking at the white belt sander at, at Tom's. Um, and like he had that thing putting on edge banding in in like literally thirty seconds. The guy who was trying to sell you a new one. Yeah. Well, no, he he first he was coming just to look at the edge banner because we wanted to get a price on fixing it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so he got it, you know, he got it putting on edge banding and didn't mess with anything else. And so you know, we grabbed his ear, we started talking, and we're like, listen, you know, like cut it to a straight. Is it worth putting any time or money into this thing? He's like, honestly, he's like, you could get it working. But it's always going to be a headache. It's just, it's the age of the machine. Like edge banders are, you know, from working at Tom's, they're just naturally finicky. finicky. Yeah, very problematic. So all of a sudden you have a machine that's, you know, almost 30 years old. You're, you're going to have a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, There's 20 processes going on inside that machine. Yeah. Yeah. I always loved watching the one at, at his, at Tom's yeah. Cohen. You know, because you had to babysit it sometimes. Yeah, so. all those little relay, you know, hits the little things. and Little actuators. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Actually. Everything. Um, so, yeah, so we said, well, you know, he said, I'll, I'll you know, uh, send over some options as to, like, what's out there. So they sent over, was it three different edge banners? Mm -hmm. Was it two? I think it was two. The Flex EP and the Compact PCS. Yeah, uh, was there another brand or was it just the Sahisa? Uh, I think it was just those. The uh, he was talking about the Hebrock, which is made yeah. by Altendorf, but I don't, I don't think they sent a price over. Hebrock? Yeah. Where's that from? Uh, Germany. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say a name like that. It's definitely not American made. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sahisa is made in Spain. Um. So he sent us the Flexi P and the Compact PCS. The Flexi P was like the super basic entry level, and it was probably half the price of the one that we got. It was just Sportster. Yeah. <laughs> not skipped even the, we skipped the Sportster. A lot of scooter. Not the yeah, not the Sportster that you had, right like a bone stock. Yeah, like the, bone stock. Sporty. The cheapest Sportster that they even it's have. It's a girly sporty. <laughs> um. <laughs> So this one, it's got pre-milling. It's got it's got a spray unit. So like it sprays first an a, uh, a anti-glue spray, and then before it hits the uh, buffing wheel, it it sprays on a cleaner. So it cleans the top the of, the, of the yeah. It's corner cool. rounding. Yeah, so you can make doors. It'll it'll round like this corner. Oh, so you don't have to sit there for hours with a file. Yeah, and well, a quarter round afterward. Ugh. Pull out the routers, pull all 10 routers out to do one thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, it does everything that we needed to and stuff that we, you know. Didn't even think of probably. Right, like the, the spray setup. I didn't even know they had that. Is there a lot of maintenance with that? I guess well, it's same as everything. Same as, yeah, as any edge bander. Same as Tom's. It'll take the PUR glue. <laughs> Too much is, maintenance on that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just cut a hole in it with a grinder. You'll be yeah. Good. <laughs> I, I love the erase, wide erase board that shows how much time 
has been spent maintaining that machine. Yeah, and people would just write their names on it because no matter what you did, it would never get fixed anyway. So somebody looked at it, you wrote your name down, but that was about it. Yes, yeah, so when he bought that, he probably didn't even have them like, you know, school him on what to do. I don't know if he got everything. that from Styles or not, but uh, well, even if they did, they did, he knows best. That's true. So <laughs> he was glazed over in about five seconds. Glazed? Um, you mean like a donut? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we got Brian. Brian will come out on install day and do the setup and train us on how to use it and and all that stuff. Um, I'll take copious notes. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, not in the fetal position. Part no. part of the reason you know we we bought it is Brian. You know what I mean? Like he's he he, he ran a, a shop. Well, yeah, he ran a shop with like a hundred guys and was running like multiples of this these Sahisa machines. So like you know, they just give him a call. Hey, Brian, this it's got an error four twenty five. What's that mean? He probably you know. So it's like a sir you know a service thing too. Um, you know, we could have got a different machine or a machine from somebody else, but, you know, thinking of it in terms of... You're paying you, for him and the machine. Yeah, yeah, when you need help, it's worth the money to be able to get the help. Yeah, especially when you're spending that kind of money on something. Yeah. And a tricky machine like an edge band. Yeah. You're yeah, going to need help somewhere, sometime in the future. It's yeah, not like a cabinet saw where it's like, okay, the blade <laughs> is spinning. We're good. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you know, there's a thousand moving parts. Yeah, you kind of almost need to be a machinist to like even yeah. understand it and and yeah. just go with it. <clears throat> even that machine, as archaic as it is, it's got like a dozen motors in it. It's got you know all these actuators. Uh, I mean, there's probably two miles of airline inside of it. It's insane. Um, it's crazy how far technology is coming. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was a great machine in its day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what are you you probably I mean, did you ever use one of those back in the day? No, I the first edge bander I ever touched was at Tom's. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, you saw my shop. Yeah, I wasn't sure if like maybe you snuck somewhere in, you no. know, at, at another place. I learned how to use every tool when I bought it. And it was mostly by hand. Yeah, you know, luckily I still got all my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the new one will do 5 millimeter thick wood edging too. Like strips, so what you can just like make them on? on the you know yeah. cut them on the table saw and and run them through the sander and just like feed them in like a freaking stick. I've been so like far out of like the woodworking side of things. Like, what the hell would you even put five mil on? Like shelf edging or something? Yeah. Nosing? Yeah, guess, like if you put it on nice plywood, <laughs> like it would almost. Oh, you know? uh, okay. Yeah. So how's it? Yeah. 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 It's good. It's even better now. Yeah, when yeah. I pulled up, I was telling you guys about it. Just put a, a cam in it and stuff and got some more grunt. Yeah. Got some more go fast parts sitting at home I need to put on. Um, yeah, Keith wants to know what your next mod's going to be. For that guy? Uh, not. I mean, there's, like I said, there's a few parts. I got a crash bar I got to finally put on it. So if I ever decide to put this one down, like I did the sports there, at least it'll be more protected. Um, I think I posted on the story last week or whatever. I was polishing up that. Uh, manifold. So the you know throttle body goes on the end of that, and that's where all the air is going to be coming in straight to the, to the motor. So it's hardly uses like this cheapo plastic, you know, very restrictive kind of manifold right there, and ended up getting a good deal through Harley to pick it up. So like two versions of a cast version, they have a full CNC port, a polished one. So the cast is full ported 
It's just not really polished. It was just all really rough cast in there. So I spent you know, an hour's worth of just cleaning it up as best as I could um, for what it was. So that's some bigger injectors just to take up now for oh, all the fuel injected. Four spark plugs, two cylinders, you know. They've come out and this is like the new style motor for Harley. The it's Evo motors. You've probably heard of the pan heads, the oh. shovel heads, stuff like that. So the M8 is like the new the new guy out there. Some people love them, some people hate them, but for the most part, like people who are building them love them. They sound good. It's kind of like old traditional Harley, you should, should say. But uh, other than that, I mean, other besides that, I mean, trying to get it painted, trying to find someone that can at some price because. You know, paint's expensive, and I don't want to spend a lot of money on paint. <laughs> could do that. That bike will fit in there easy. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, it's true. I take a break. Yeah, sure. Come fucking paint here. We got the PPS. You can yeah. paint one there. It's true. I could go down the streets of the body shop and have them pull me the paint code. Fuck. Maybe that'll be the next uh, Green Street episode. Yeah. Oh, we got that guy came into his picture. Oh, yeah. Never heard from him again. Some guy, like, called... This number called me a bunch of times. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I look it up, and it was like came back to like a person. So then finally, that kind of guy picked up. He's like, hey, I'm like, I'm looking for a cabinet maker to just like give me some advice. I got this job. I'm a painter, and but he's like, can I have five minutes or something? I'm like, yeah, I'm just come. You already to took five minutes of my time. <laughs> can I get five minutes back? Yeah, I'm always on the end of trying to do the deed, and I'm waiting for for them all to cash back in. Um, but he comes over and he's like, I got I got this job repainting, you know, painting these cabinet doors and I need to do this and blah, blah, blah. So we're helping him out figuring out what the hell was going on with the job. But he was saying that he's like a pinstripe burger and he paints like signs and... Like locally or... Yeah, he's like a counselor or something. Huh. I wonder if he goes to like the bike events and stuff. Because like, there's a... When they have bike events and stuff, some car shows, you always see like a pinstriper there doing stuff for... Oh, no, like you can pin, they can pinstripe your bike while you're there. Your bike or car, if you got like a sign of some sort, a... Old piece of metal art. Yeah. I mean, pretty much any car show I've ever been to, even like, I mean, minus like the little, like, it's like actual bike shows. It's like there's always somebody there doing pinstriping. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And it's fascinating. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I can't, I can barely hold the spoons. Yeah. It's like that brush, like, never goes dry. I don't, yeah. It's just like running this line. I don't want to paint on the first one inch. Yeah. It's just like, how the hell did you keep it steady that long? Like painting in the house, like, you know, you see these guys that cut in around like the whole door without the brush of paint. I'm like, how do you keep that much paint in the brush? Yeah. Because I like, you know, like six inches and the brush is dry. Yeah, I still despise paint with a brush or a roller. Like, uh, I was like, you know, I need you to come over and help paint some cabinets and cabinet doors for me. And I'm like, uh, I'm back into this again. I'm like, I'll come if everything's ready to go for me. You know, we went to Lowe's, picked out some Benjamin Moore paint, which again, it's not really sprayed over every cabin shop. Um, one of those like Wagner outdoor sprayers. Right? This, this basement, which is all dusty and just not set up, no ventilation, nothing like that. Have uh, two car ramps standing up to put the pieces down on top of the spray. And then I hit the on switch for the sprayer. I never used one before. So I didn't realize oh, that, paint like, starts coming out. No, no, paint coming out. Just started spraying, you know, 60, 70 pieces of air all over the basement. If you see this tornado down there, I'm like, this is going to be miserable. Oh, man. I'm out too bad for what it was. I mean, he knew it was going to be a, a kind of a crap shoot. I think that's something he would have been proud of <laughs> what was going on down there. But, uh, oh, man. I've got some people using this stuff and, like, it's like every day. I got spoiled. It's like 
that Benjamin Ward Vance, you know, uh, the job for the electrician. He went to the bookstore and they sold him on this Benjamin Ward Vance. We went there and traded out. I'm like, why do you guys recommend this? I'm like, everybody loves it. It's like, uh, you know, it's like made for dummies. Like it, it, it takes 16 hours for a recoat. So it's got like all the time in the world to like level out. Like, Starbucks, pick up your kid yeah. and do everything. And then you could finish painting it. It's like a year to paint all this stuff. Have you ever asked one of the employees at like a box store how to paint? What do you mean thin it? It still blows my mind that like I I know how thick the shit was gonna be, so I'm like, I'm gonna try to spray it. I don't do rolling, I don't do brushes. Like I just I don't want to be involved with that. And he just wanted it done as fast as possible. So you know, I was like, spend the money by the spray because I want to spray his garage this summer anyway. So it's like kill two birds with one stone. So the kind that has the cup at the bottom. Yes, giant cup at the bottom. The, The whole thing is. Probably a foot long, weighs like sixty a, pounds. Yeah, aside from like laser gun. Yeah, <laughs> two two hands full on. Factory worker, so like you don't. Oh, I was spraying with a twenty eight ounce cup, pressure cup. That's heavy. Oh my god, my shoulder was killing me. It was like three straight days of spraying these big pads like this. Well, that's, remember what happened? That's what happened to me at the end of Tom's. It broke my shoulder. I think that was also a combination of like this other illness that I have, but it was like time for it to happen. And, uh, you know, my shoulder was out for almost a year where it was like very limited motion, just trying to, you know, for me, I like my shoulder blade would always be protruding out of my back and stuff. It was just like the most stress. Yeah. It was repetitive stress. But then like, uh, back in, I was 2014 was born. So like 2012, 2013, um, I don't know if I talked about this on the first one or not, but woke up one day, my left shoulder was just like in a little bit of pain. I mean, slept on the wrong, big deal. We're over at uh, English Town Swap Meet, and things just going on. The pain is getting worse, getting worse. Get home, and like the pain is just excruciating. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I sleep, wake up the next day, and my left arm is in a curl position. Like I'm holding the cup up to my mouth, kind of, and I can't go past 90. I couldn't extend my arm all the way out. I'm stuck. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't think we talked about that. Oh, I, know, I mean, definitely have talked about it with you guys, yeah. but. Yeah, so my arm, like from up and down, couldn't go straight out. And if you had tried to pull it, it felt like it was just going to break off. So I was like, maybe she's a pinched nerve or something. And me being me, not wanting to go to hospitals and stuff, I thought that for about a week and a half, probably two weeks. And then I was like, all right, there's something wrong here. So I found something. It's not going to go at all. Um, it's crazy, though, because I had like full motion from like the, like, I don't even have to describe it. But like, I could pick everything up from being upward. Yeah, like there was nothing wrong, but if I had tried to go past that, it was getting over your wrist work, but not your your shoulder or your elbow. No, the shoulder was fine. The bicep was fine. It literally just felt like the elbow was like locked in place. Like, I can't even describe it. Like it, it yeah. screwed or, or screwed. <laughs> no, it was probably both. <laughs> but then, uh, so I finally went to the uh, to the hospital. I was like, told her what was going on. The nurse came in, did all the basic which I had never been to that hospital. Um, so she comes in and does all the things. I'm like, please don't try to stretch it out. Like, it hurts like bad and feels like it's going to break off. Like, when I say break off, like, think of taking a toothpick, a popsicle stick, and just snapping it in half. It's exactly what it would feel like. The nurse comes in, and it's just this, and not to offend anybody, just this very strong-looking... <laughs> I would have to imagine German woman. Oh, she's okay. like, you shouldn't have said that thing about not straightening out the arm. Yeah. Because you know what we're going to do now. She wasn't rat. No, it wasn't rat. 
it's like if you had that fetish and you had to pay a woman to beat you up, this is who would show yeah. up to your door. From but central not attractive. Casting. Oh my God. Yes. Like that, you ever seen that Deuce Bigelow male gigolo movie? Yes. The, the giant it's, woman. Exactly. But she was just shorter and stubbier and way angrier looking. Oh, man. And uh, she didn't understand the fact that I was like, I'm not here for pain meds because even if you prescribe me something, I'm not taking it. So we can just rule that one out of the book. <laughs> Don't try to pull my arm out, please. And it's the first thing she did. And it was just God awful. So that ended up happening. And she's like, you're going to have to go for imaging and blah, blah, blah. So it was like a couple of weeks worth of like back and forth, the hospitals doing this, doing that. That's the worst. Couldn't find a goddamn thing. But my arm was stuck. Prior to all of that, you ever have one of those streams where you know you can physically do something like running, but you can't do it in your dream? Oh, yeah. It's like trying to punch underwater. Yes. Or anything exactly like that. So I thought I was having one of those streams where I hear an alarm going off and I'm trying to reach my phone and I'm trying to just use my thumb to push the cancel button. My thumb's not working. And then I realized like, all right, no, I'm actually awake right now. And the, the last knuckle on my thumb is paralyzed. So I could move my thumb from the first knuckle, like at your hand, but then the knuckle like towards the tip of your finger was completely paralyzed. Couldn't move it, couldn't feel it, nothing. Just this kind of motion here. So I was like, like, what the fuck is going on here? And they couldn't find anything. And I'm like, it's clear enough evidence as to like, there's definitely something wrong here. So weeks go by, or actually probably a month or two, then I get a phone call from like this weird doctor's office. Some like neurologist over in uh, West Long Branch, like got the, heard about the case from like somebody in MRI at Monmouth Medical or whatever. And he was like, come in, we're going to do some specialized testing on you. And I'm like, how much is this going to cost and stuff like, like that? Hey, we've yeah. been sharing this confidential medical information amongst each other. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I'm not really sure how that works. Uh, I know it's your shoulder, but you have to take your pants off. <laughs> no, thankfully that wasn't the case. Yeah, but that was the, weird, the weirdest part about it was like all the pain was in the shoulder, but everything not working was from like the elbow down, hmm. like complete paralysis of it. So I was like, okay. He's like, no, it's... This is all pro bono, like, it's like a rare a case of, case. yes, exactly what it ended up being. So I go into this office and he's like explaining to me what he's going to have to do. And he's like, it's an EMG test. I never knew what an EMG test was. I mean, I know I had like a lot of testing back when I was a kid for like stomach, stomach stuff, but mm -hmm. never like an EMG test with electricity. And uh, he's like explaining it to me. He's like, there's going to be a lot of discomfort, probably some pain. And if you're bad with needles, this is not going to be easy for you. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> this guy's a sadist. <laughs> you, uh, literally, if you saw the size of this oh, God. rod he pulled out, like oh, like something shit. you would probably use to stick a cattle with, you well, know? Like a human centipede movie. Oh my God. So he tells me he's, he's got to go from like my neck all the way down to my fingertips and he's going to be sticking me with this thing and shooting electricity into my arm all over the all over the place. So finally, it was just something inside of my forearm. So like, at the end of it all, he diagnosed it as a, uh, like, disease syndrome kind of thing, like Parsonage-Turner syndrome. So essentially, your nervous system gets attacked by your antibodies. Mm. So starts in your shoulders. They call it the, I'm going to botch this, 
uh, the brachial plexi area, like all the nerves mm -hmm. that go down your like upper back and down your arms and stuff. My body just attacked itself out of nowhere. So it's and like an autoimmune thing almost. I guess so. I never, again, never went back for more testing after the fact because it was just like it was going to start costing money at that point and this guy's the, just going to be jabbing you with an electronic well electric literally needle. i asked him i was like what do i do and he's like he's like the sad truth is there's nothing you can do it's either oh it's either going to go away <clears throat> it's either going to stay permanent it can come back it could affect your other arm we don't know it's just you just got to keep living life the way it is so it was a year uh, almost a year of my arm being completely fine with the elbow bent upward, but anything past that point couldn't do it. My thumb was completely useless for well after a year. I mean, even to this day, it's like the muscle in the forearm. It's like if I go to wave high really quickly with my left hand, it looks very silly, but my thumb just wants to automatically kick back in. So I always have to be conscious of like, even like when I'm working, there's a lot of times like I'm doing something with like an, an Allen key or a screwdriver or whatever, and I'll put my arm in the wrong position and it's frozen. And I start getting that really bad Charlie horse in my in the forearm. So then that's what I ended up thinking happened again at Tom's with the whole like overstretching the shoulder because it was literally the same exact symptoms. It just started off with like a little bit of shoulder pain for a couple of days. And then it was the night before actually Valentine's Day. And it's like midnight and I'm calling people. I'm like, hey, do you know how to like, put a dislocated shoulder back in. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, shoulder was, like, all sunken down. Shoulder blade was all out. Like, like we thought maybe it slipped out of its socket or something. So we're calling people at 12 o'clock in the morning. Like, hey, it's like, can you do this? So woke up, called Tom, and I was like, hey, obviously don't have health insurance through you because it's too much money. Will you pay for me to go to the walk-in clinic or something? Because I even sent them pictures. I was like, my shoulder's really bad right now. And I already missed like a day of work because of it. And we go there and she's like, yeah, it's just, you just overworked it. And I was like, okay. So it was a, again, another full year. So it went from Valentine's Day to Valentine's Day until the shoulder was like completely healed. Where it was like, you know, motions. Like that was, yeah. you know, a foot difference between where the right arm could go to where the left arm could go. And I'm like, this can't be like happening. Like the shoulder is like such a fragile part of the body it's like the most commonly injured like in like lifting weights and stuff like that it's like the most commonly injured yeah yeah which is body. weird because i've never had shoulder injuries at i hurt all. my shoulder once it and it took probably seven or eight years before it was you know where i wouldn't re-injure it that's what happens you know it's like yeah you do something you think it's okay and then you you just lift something the wrong way, and mm -hmm. there it goes again. It's like getting out of the bed on the wrong side, you know? Uh, yeah. I thought I just chalked it up to being old. Yeah, I just chalked it up to thinking it was just going to be like I sprained it. But it's just like you find out about all these other like weird medical things out there. And it's yeah. just like, like, what are the chances of like, you know, your body attacking itself? And it's like, you don't know if you're going to be paralyzed. That was or, scary as hell. Well, yeah, because I don't know if it's you know, when it's going to happen again, if it's going to happen again, I, I had to stop riding bikes because of it. Even, um, I had to stop for the most part painting for a little while. I had to, you know, kind of guide somebody else mm -hmm. while I was still over at Tom's. I forget how long that was for, but that was for a while where 
even painting for me was really difficult because even holding a water bottle of like almost straight out in front of me hurt. Like I had yeah, no strength. That cantilever. You oh, know? Yeah. Well, it wasn't even the shoulder. It was it was the back muscle. Hmm. Like the whole what's it the, the scapula? Scapula. 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 Yeah. So as I put my arm out, it would protrude out of my back. As if like, you know, when you try to like put your you know, your arm back. That's exactly what it was. Anytime I put my arm out, it's like whatever that muscle connecting what you know, anything whatever it was back there just wasn't doing its job. So even holding two pounds out in front of me was just like Felt like I was holding 70, you know, but then when I started the new job, it was, I was still waiting to like recover to see. And a lot of it's overhead work. You know, when we pick those things up in the air and trying to do things, it was just like, felt like my armpit was going to tear open because it was like that nerve in there. And and then all of a sudden I just, just came back one day. I woke up and I was like, Oh, my shoulders back. Like not my shoulder, but my, you know, everything's yeah. back in place. I can move it. I mean, it was sore. And then it was just like months of getting it back to full strength and everything. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, but the human body is is bizarre. It is. That was an interesting trip. Yeah. I don't want to relive it. And I didn't think I was going to relive it after the left arm, but then the right arm had to happen too. But yeah, I think it is probably some like autoimmune thing because it's like Got diagnosed with shingles when I was 30, 29. Did you have chicken pox? As a kid, yeah. Yeah, that's what they say. Everybody who's had chicken pox has shingles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but whether it comes have, out or not. You ha- yeah, you have to have had chicken pox. Like, if you if you never had chicken pox, you can't get shingles. Yeah, I never had chicken pox. I never had any of the childhood diseases. You probably missed a lot of vaccines growing up then. <laughs> yeah. A lot of those shots you get jabbed with when you're born and oh. growing up. But I, no, yeah, I, have a, I think they have a chicken pox vaccine now, right? Uh, yeah, there's got to be something. Hmm. Nothing for the shingles. We got the measles, mumps, and rubella. Yeah. Not MMR, polio? Or they call it. Yeah. No polio? No, I was a little bit too young for polio, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not positive. What, what they stopped I got. giving that out because they because they cured it. Yeah. They, well, they eradicated. They it. eradicated it. Yeah. I can't remember, but I got I got the the vaccines and stuff like that okay. when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. I just never got any of those diseases. It just makes you wonder, like, just how fragile like the human body is. Oh. To, you know. Yeah, it's like a friggin' eggshell. Yeah, because like it was again, just like all the other shit. Woke up one day and I'm like, what is like. It's just like thing on my side, you know? And that's when I was doing flooring. So then it's like, I thought it was like maybe a reaction to something or whatever. And it was just like horrible, horrible nerve pain. And, you know, trying to do carpet and picking things up and rubbing against your side. There was times where I just fell to the floor and, you know, we had to make the best of it. But then finally went to the clinic and she's like, do you mind if I bring in like a, the practice, like, I guess she was training or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, why? Like, she's like, you're the youngest person to come in here with shingles. And I'm like, okay, like. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the- you get shingles, like, in your eyes. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen that. I think, uh, I think Allie's mom had it, like, on her eyelids or something. Yeah, the face, the eyes. Thankfully, I was only, like, on my ribs. How long does like, it last? Uh, I weeks? think it. It like varies. I know mine was like probably a month or so. Oh, God. 
Something to look forward to. Yeah, but it's like one of those things. You may get yeah. it, you may not get it, you know? <laughs> the only thing I can think of is I when I got my first ulcer. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had an ulcer. And it was just like one day I just was like, you know, crunched over like you couldn't move mm-hmm. because you had so much pain. And then you go places, you go to like whoever you can see. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> you got gas pains. Did you try taking Robitussin? <laughs> Take test, test. Go drink some milk. <laughs> Finally, you know, it was, oh, you got yourself a duodenal ulcer there, my young man. Did you eat a lot of spicy food? Uh, I, I think it was probably like stress and those types of things. The number one killer. Stress. <laughs> yeah. I got a nice eye twitch that I've had for about three weeks now that won't go away from the stress. And I got four cavities. Really? Yeah. Out of everything in my life, I've never had a cavity yet. Me neither until I hit my 30s, until we started Green Street. Yeah. Uh, so I was there a couple weeks ago. So Tuesday, I got to go get four fillings. You're going Tuesday. I got to go back Monday. Yeah, this place, they're making a mint off the two of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. So I'm there. Well, I see the like, name Green Street. They know you guys have yeah. made money over here. Everybody talks about this Green Street money. It's fictitious. <laughs> um, she's like, oh, so, you know, how, how's it been? I heard you guys moved to the new shop, blah, 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 because, yeah. uh, you know, because Rob goes there, too. I'm like, it's good, you know, I'm stressed out. It's a lot. It's been a lot with the move, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets in there. She's like, oh, yeah, I could tell you've been stressed. She's like, you got a lot of buildup, blah, blah. Apparently, like... Thanks Stress for can cause tooth decay and like, I'm like what? what the hell? Thanks for slapping me in the face though, you know. Yeah, like the, oh, the, yeah. the dentist comes in, he gets in there, he's like, Oh, yep, okay, five, seven, twelve. He's like, Yep, got four cavities. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even need candy. Yeah. yeah Jeff, Jeff goes there, I go there, the wives both go there. So you got so you're the one paying them off to get him in there. Oh, oh Allie's whole family goes there too. Like, oh. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I've never, never had a cavity, but now it's going to happen. I'm here at Green Street. I had one uh, crown. I had a cracked tooth that turned into a cavity, I guess. Uh, it's been like a year, two months ago, because um, I go home every six months. I had two cavities, and now I'm at 30 some odd years. You know, I'm doing that Halloween special. Yeah. They floss. Yeah, stress causes tooth decay. Stress is everything. It is. It's happy job. It's not. It's not angry mental stress. It's just like so much to take in and like the reward ratio. Yeah. You know, it, it's. If I'm actually about like a new ambulance, two hundred thousand plus. You know, you make one small mistake, it's like. It's a big, it's a big deal. Just on a, a door, if you miss and you hit the counter box in there, it's like can't go to the customer that way. You're now spending a lot of time pulling everything out and a brand new thing. Can't you put a goof plate on? No. It's funny you bring that up. They do request them. There's customers that are like, yeah, just make a plate to cover it, but we still make it look nice. Mm-hmm. Like refitting something and they know that there's gonna be a hole. Yeah, so. They call it the uh, the the life support station. So, like typically, it's the left hand or the driver's side inside the box. So there's a usually a seat right next to that natural CPR seat for one person to perform CPR and stuff. Oxygen, the suction, all that stuff is right there to kind of get to the patient quickly. So, like 
they'll get radios and stuff in there too. So a lot of times, like, because all this stuff is super expensive. So it's like, if the township needs to cut a corner somewhere, it's like, hey, don't pull all this down and remake it. Just make a nice plate and, you know, so, you know, we do that from time to time. And it was in there, you know. Like very done, you know. Like, hey, what's that? Goof like them, but yeah. I actually can't wait until my next time being an ambulance, just so I can have like picking it apart. Yeah, you guys, you guys don't ever change that or anything. Or let me bring you some buttons next time, you know. Like, it's like going to a restaurant as a or you know somebody's house. What's up that casing? Yeah, it is a kind of amazing. Yeah, but yeah, it's like. uh Little thing. We don't, we obviously, can't put corners in this stuff. You know, there's some of the procedures you have to go through. Like, you want to pull your hair out because you're like, if we could just move this or if we could just put a hole right here, like, we could save a week's worth of time, but not allowed to do it. You know, like, new chassis, we can't put any kind of holes through the frame. I mean, we're talking like a half inch hole amongst the 30,000 other holes that come from the factory, but we don't do that to get the body bolts on. So, like on our side, it's a little bit different than on the production side. They have to mount the boxes to the chassis. They're just slid in and everything's welded and that's however they want to do it. On our side, because it's an old box and we have to mount the chassis, we have to make sure all the body bolts are obviously going to work. And if we have to replace them, it's a whole big spiel to, to get those things replaced. But then you have to get the boxes down on top of the chassis. So we're trying to line up, I think, uh, 12 bolts, make sure that the adhesive that we use on the back of the cap to make the front of the box is like gonna be perfect and it's like it it's pretty amazing. Like actually, actually like the first time I was like sweating profusely like holy shit, this is what you guys think. It was like not prepared for whatsoever. But uh it's just there's just I don't you know. I wish I could share more of it. I think I was talking to Keith the one day and I'm like, yeah, it just sucks that like I can't take videos of things or take pictures of things and just kind of like show some of the day to day because it's you know skilled. Yeah, and it's just like a competitor seeing how other places oh, do yeah. it because, true. you know, there's not many places like this. I think about it was last time you ever heard of an ambulance manufacturer or someone that builds fire trucks. You know. Right. Yeah, because it's a pretty, like, premier place, too, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few other places um, that, like, like, civilian vehicle type stuff, like, let's say, like, police and stuff like that, like, the top of and stuff. But for New Jersey, I don't really know of any other, like, I think there's one more manufacturer, but I've never really, like, heard much about it. Yeah. We get trucks from all over the place. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys get get it from other states, too. Yeah, a lot of... Um, Maryland, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the first two trucks, the big trucks I worked on, those weren't even ambulance. Those were hazmat trucks. So those came off of... Uh, originally, they were a Ford E-Series, and then they were getting remounted to a Dodge, like, 5500. So there was a lot involved to make hmm. that conversion. Yeah, so you guys, when you change out the box, does is the cab new or is, or is the cab Yeah, old? so we, we don't remount to old chassis. So if you came in with a 2021 chassis, if you're not getting service work, if you're getting remount work, since I've been there, we've never remounted, we've never taken a box off to do anything and remounted it back onto an old chassis. It's always a brand new chassis. So right now we're some of the trucks we have are even 2023s. But is the cab is the cab part of the chassis or that's yes. some, so, okay. yeah? So it's literally just a cab and a chat and a yeah. Frame. So think of the van with the whole back end of it cut off. Or think of uh, like a single 
um, like a single cab pickup truck without the bed on it. It's just a cab, but it doesn't even have a cab back on it. It's an open wall. So they come and it's just plastic. Oh, is there like a pass-through that goes into the... So, yes. Yeah, so some of the like smaller, like the E-Series ones, it's just like a little tiny pass-through door. Um, on the like the international, the bigger trucks, the internationals and the F's, since like the um, the Ford F-Series and like the, uh, the Dodges, they have like their own pass-through system. So it kind of looks like that accordion thing between uh, um, oh, yeah. the trains, the cabooses. They call uh, yeah, it the bulbous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's an actual like little pass through. But the E series is the old box made it directly up to the back of the new cab. Hmm. So yeah, I feel like that's a lot of the ambulance you see are those Ford E series. Yeah, it's rare to see the bigger ones. I mean, if you go to like bigger cities, um, like more industrial stuff, you'll see some of the, like the bigger trucks. Like, uh, there's a couple right now for T-Neck that we're doing, which are like, uh, all the front runners mm-hmm. and they're just really big trucks. Well, I mean, they're big for what they are just because of, I guess, conditions, road conditions and medical equipment and, you know, what have you. What do the Dodge ones look like? They look like that Sprinter van? No. Like a Pro No, Master? they look like a, like, think of your giant landscaping truck. You know, the 5500s with the, usually the four seaters. Um, for some of like the extended ones, I don't know if I've ever seen a Dodge like that. Dodge so fifty five looks like a yeah. giant pickup truck. Yeah, with a big box on the back of it. <clears throat> yeah, is it a Ram? I, I, you know what? I guess it would be the Ram series now, right? Ram fifty five hundred. I'm in the internet. Uh, you're in the dead box zone. Of like that. Yeah, so the single uh, cabs yeah. or yeah, the I quad cabs. Seen, There's something about the Ram when you get into the 2500 and above. They just look so much cooler than the 1500. Well, they look like trucks. Huh. <laughs> no offense, you know. <laughs> it's it's expensive enough to get into the 1500. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do when my lease is up on that. I'm not going to buy it out? No, a, a lease is a write-off for me. Oh, yeah? As a business owner, you can write off your lease. Well, after that new edge banner, it's time for a Mercedes uh, I was thinking about G-Wagon a little, little yeah. Metris. Oh, yeah? It's not too small for pickup. I, no, they, you could put a lot in those. Oh, in the yeah. Metris? I need something I could throw stuff into. They, you could put a 4 by 8 sheet in the Metris. Pro oh, Master. Yeah, you could put like 60 sheets or, or something in, in there, three-quarter inch material in the bag. The, pay, the payload on a Metris is insane. But that's the little one, right? Yeah. Yeah. But just, for my personal, just for my personal yeah. vehicle. Oh. The ProMaster. What are you doing? Oh, God. Oh, God, no. <laughs> the turd. With the trailer axles on it. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It does have, and it's front-wheel drive. It's literally like a trailer axle. Yeah. Oof. With these, like, little tiny leaf springs. Can't even, you can't even shut the door without it breaking. Got to yeah, got to for mic a window. Well, if you get any kind of Ford... 350 and up or Dodge, you now have a hookup to getting some special parts for it. That's true. <laughs> See what you can scavenge off the assembly like, floor. Like the liquid spring kits we put in. I've heard about it because, you know, like I said, I've had friends that work there and one that works there now, but kept talking about liquid spring. I'm like, what the hell is liquid spring? Like, I know like airbag. Inside of a... It's, a high, it's literally a hydraulic system. You know, like that video I, I sent the other day of the the uh, lowrider going through the parking lot. Oh, yeah. It's literally hydraulic system so you rip out all the i mean typically like we do just the rears but some of the 
townships want hydraulic all the way around. Um, it's just a massive hydraulic cylinder that takes place of the leaf springs and the airbag. Yeah. And that's your suspension now, you know? So it's all incorporated with the, the ambulance. So if you open up the doors, it automatically squats. You can turn mm. it, you can turn it on, you can turn it off. So what keeps it like, I don't, I don't know anything about hydraulics, but like I, to me, they're either like not moving or moving, but they're like locked when they're not moving. What, what lets it move? Like when you go over a bum, I think some kind of like pressure, like valve. Yeah. So that, it's just like, think about like inflating a balloon. Must be computer controlled. Yeah. Well, no, you could do it manually. So no, but I mean the, the part that lets it work. Like, well, just on, on, like complete systems, yeah. So there's there's ride height sensors yeah. um, that, you know, we have to set up and stuff to kind of make sure that everything is obviously level. But then when it goes to squat down, it picks up the right height because they have to be at a right height to get a gurney in. Um, so we have to make sure we get set that all up correctly. But like when and you then, go over a bump, you're driving and you go over a bump. Does it sense the bump and then and then the hydraulics move to compensate no, for that? It's not rigid all the way, so it's only fully rigid when it's so fully it's little, inflated, yeah, so to speak. I mean, to, to make it sound the easiest way possible. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess for anyone who doesn't understand anything, it's got about, some flow factor to it. It does literally have flow factor. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's like think about like this water bottle. It's not all the way full, so there's still some give to it right there's your shock right there so whatever the amount of fluid is in it that's kind of what you're allowing it to do like i said the only time it's fully rigid would be i guess when it was all the way sagged out there's no fluid in the system and it's bottomed out or when it's at its max and when it's completely topped so is that like forks on a, on a motorcycle filled with oil yeah i mean hydraulic fluid but yeah 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 there's a little pump system that we yeah. we mount in the back of the chassis and stuff and it's mm -hmm. all this stuff is computer controlled, but you could easily hook it up to manual valves like you do for your shop air and make it work manually. Mm. You know, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Our forklift is leaking hydraulic fluid. Well, there's something. I don't know what the hell it is. Well, Brian, he, that's what he works on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I had a guy who was like, you know, when we were looking for a forklift, I was calling all over. And then, you know, six months later, guy's like, hey, you still looking for a forklift? I'm like, uh, no, we bought one. I said, uh, but do you guys do service? I said, I just, you know, want to know how much it would be, you know, because we want to maintain it. Yeah. He's like, oh, email me over this stuff. So I email it over. And then he calls me again. Hey, you still looking for a forklift? I'm like, no, but you never emailed <laughs> me about, about the service. He's like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it here. And then that was it. I never heard from him again. Yeah, it seems like that's the thing for a lot of people. Yeah. I've actually tried to get my forklift cert for work because I miss driving them around. So here being a... You come here, you don't even need a certification. You just drive. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's like everywhere else I've been too. <laughs> but yeah, I miss I miss being on one just for the time being. Well, Plus, take it for a spin before you leave. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, uh... You could take the bike. I'll take the forklift. Yeah, no. You can't crash a forklift. But you can crash a motorcycle. You can crash a forklift. I have. Well, it's got, it's got four wheels. It's true. If you don't have it all the way up, too, you can't tip it, can tip it over. But the forks actually go higher than the ceiling. Really? Yeah, yeah like we can smash the forks. Let's try not to do that. Yeah, but that's because it's, you know, I guess you could say corporate professional. Yes. You know, a lot of things. You got to be certified through them or have prior certifications for driving a fire truck. I had just gotten my review last week. 
hey, you know, sometimes drivers are we got a lot of vehicles in here. I can't hop in one of these rescue things. One of them because of air brakes and stuff. So it's like I want to get trained to be able to at least because you need to have a seatbelt to move around on the property. Um, the forklift service is trying to get that scheduled hopefully before the end of this week. This second. We have to go somewhere. No, they do, they have people who come in already trained and are able to kind of give you that. Like in-house at the... Yeah. So the plant manager was actually the guy who did our driving test. So it was me and her is it just like some BS thing or is there like some with that forklift one I don't know about but the fire truck one the I guess you could say that uh, I don't know if I could take that anywhere else yeah. but as long as for insurance uh, cases on the property if I move something and crash into you know they're covered and I'm covered mm-hmm. you know because they said hey look he did the test he passed the test I mean yeah it's kind of a bullshit test but yeah. just stop like people talk about for, um, a forklift certified like well, like Costco and stuff, you have to. Anything. But who's the agency that? Stuff. So the, yeah. yeah. So the the guy who's going to train me is our parts guy. Certified. Even that wasn't good enough for the company. They wanted to make sure that, you know, I guess because they have the regulations on like how it operate. Like, there's not that much room in this place. Well, there's a lot of room. There's not much room for error with forklifts, especially when you're going around with some of these big pieces or coming a bit plywood or stuff like that. I mean, it's you make one small. Like, Just cracked like 
you would never know unless the system was like, and you had your hand there. Or if you had just happened to look to notice that, oh, hey, this thing is frosting over. Why is it frosting over? But yeah, the die would be like if you're, you know, like a car, or old Volkswagen. The AC used to be cold, but now it's not cold anymore. Yeah. It's usually somewhere. So you yeah. use a, a UV light to find out where it's coming from and then go from there. <laughs> Same thing like when they put, uh, you know, dye in the oil. Wash it all off and wait for it to come back <laughs> to find out where it's coming from. I don't even know what this is. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> I like the mystery of my broken uh, power steering. Oh, yeah, whatever. Whatever the squirrels got in there, too. Squirrels. Two to squirrels. You guys feeding them all time? They weren't even, uh, they weren't liking the peanuts the last, yeah. last time we were through. Move back over there. So what's the game plan for the old shop? There is no game plan. So I'm supposed to put some in there. of like taking on a new job and obviously life and everything else it's just been like I gotta find that motivation again yeah but so I completely understand like having an empty shop and not having any tools with you yeah it's like I I forgot all about like it didn't even cross my mind that I didn't have (laughs) because you know yeah it's a pair of channel locks like they should be in the kitchen anyway (laughs) yeah I mean just because for Two decades, I had every tool that I needed. At, yeah, you know, twenty feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely going to take some getting used to, right? See, me, I'd be too lazy to walk outside and out to the shop. I'd have a whole other yeah, set Jeff down in the basement. Most that I've been doing, I've just been like slowly building like a little toolkit at yeah. home. That's what so. I figured I was going to have to do is just yeah, you know, have something. Yeah, your emergency you want kit. A Kennedy Kits toolbox. I got yeah. three of them. <laughs> Go to Tractor Supplies. They got little little kits. No, you know. Get one um, of those pink hammers that's like six inches long. Oh, my God. <laughs> I used that thing that your dad gave me the other day. No. That, it's still in my truck. Uh, I think that's even the second truck it's been in. Um, I went to the bank on Saturday because I had to get money out to buy that rack. Yeah. And so I had Hunter with me, and we went to Five Below. And he got like this little like cowboy like cap gun kind of thing, and okay. I didn't have my knife. It's like one of the rare times I didn't have my knife with me, so I used that to cut open the package. <laughs> he would be. It was so the first proud. time I used it. He'd be so proud right now. Like three years has probably been in my truck, maybe more. No more, because I was at Tom's when when you gave that to me. I mean, you guys know my dad, but like anyone listening that 
knows my dad knows the enjoyment he would get out of. I, f I wish people could have seen like what he gave you, but it's like a multi-tool, like a hammer with like a glass breaker <laughs> and like a pliers, but it's like all it, it's, it's one of those novelty total things yeah. that you would get at a book fair when you were a kid to give to your dad. It's from like World <laughs> Subaru or something. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was just like some something from an auction. It said yeah, it said World Subaru on the Oh. You gotta tell him I used it. I'm going to. Lou said he's doing good. Well, yeah, I actually just saw him yesterday. Yeah. He's got the COVID, but he's completely fine. <laughs> <laughs> what a shocker. <laughs> yeah, he he's won't, like the energizer he won't stop. Bunny. He will not stop. Yeah, we were out on the bike yesterday and I was like, you know what, let me just stop by and see him, you know, and then for 20 minutes, his excitement over the fact that he keeps letting his car battery die because he doesn't understand the fact that like leaving doors open or leaving a radio on is going to drain your battery and it's winter time. It's going to drain even faster and it's, it's an old battery. So the first time it happened, it was like one of the coldest nights we had. He calls me, he's like, he's at Walmart for something and he's like, I don't know what happened. I came out to start the car and... It, it just won't turn on now. And I'm like, all right, so it's a dead battery. Jump it. I can't find the battery. And I'm like, oh, here we go. It's like eight, nine o'clock at night. Like I'm ready to just be inside, not go out in the cold. He's like, I got my, my elderly neighbor with me too. Because, you know, they live in a senior living place. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Sure enough, I get there. You know, he's a hoarder. And loves having his junk with him because it's all of his treasures, you know? <laughs> He's an old Portuguese man for the people that don't know. Like, never had anything growing up. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, like, never really had anything for himself. So, like, I understand it. You know, mm -hmm. I bust his balls about it, but, you know, I, I yeah, get it. I but I'm like, I can't even get to the battery now to try to jumpstart the goddamn thing. Because he's got too much shit in there and you can't pop the, the, the hatch because it's all electronic, which... Blows my mind that we're still in the day and age of where if your battery dies, you're kind of SOL on doing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So we oh, found the releases. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess they are now. Yeah, a lot of things. There's no mechanical, like even on my car, if my battery dies, I can't get into my trunk unless I go in through the back seats. Yeah. That's so, like, so stupid. Yeah. That is. So bad. ironically enough, we, we show up and we're pulling her Jeep up. To uh, jumpstart the car because you know we can we found posts on inside the engine bay, and this dude pulls up in a pickup truck and he's like, "Oh, you, you guys all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I just need to jumpstart my dad's car." And he's like, "Oh, got a jump pack?" And I'm like, "No, we're just gonna use the truck real fast." He's like, "Oh, here, give me a second. Super nice guy. Pulls out this like little USB jump starter, which you know I'm familiar with them. I don't have one, but he's like, "Yeah, I got it from Walmart. You know, started the thing immediately, and of course my dad saw it and was just like." Like the world's best Enamored. magic trick he has ever seen in his life. Like someone just handed him a gold bar for the first time. <laughs> just this cheapo $30 USB jump starter. So I told him, I was like, listen, go get a new battery. You got to get a new battery. Don't keep fucking around with the car. Like I'm not going to keep coming out to save your ass every night. You know, like you're old enough. You were a mechanic. You understand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I guess over the weekend, he was... He's been selling stuff over at Collingswood Auction. He's like, calls me. He's like, yeah, I don't know what happened. The car died again. I'm like, well, where are you? He's like, I'm at Collingswood Auction. I'm like, okay. Like, what happened? He's like, I don't know. I had the radio on with the car <laughs> off. I'm like, well, <laughs> now you know why the car died. You got to hook him up with an auxiliary battery. <laughs> well, no. So I guess the table next to him, 
the guy was selling some like Chinese knockoff USB battery, you know, starters or the car starters. So he saw them and immediately picked up two of them. And he was like, just so like, if you could see this man's face of enjoyment. Now he could keep the radio on, let it die and just jump it. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. He's probably going to do until he gets a new battery. He's like, oh, no, I got my USB thing now. I mean, the price of a battery is the yeah. same as two of those things. He only paid like 40 bucks for them. He got, like I said, this is from the, the auction. Like, you're not buying anything name brand at, no. at this auction. Oh, yeah. Man, so I went there. We went, we took Hunter, and it, like, had rain the night before, and yeah. then it just, like, left everything out. <laughs> it was, like, clothes are just, like, soaking wet. <laughs> and they're I'm still like, going to sell for $30. These? Yeah, the prices were insane what people wanted. Uh, I love going there sometimes just for, like, a morale booster. Yeah, you, you see know? how low everybody is. Yeah, I mean, not like not even to like talk see, shit or man, anything, I'm doing but like, great. but yeah, I mean, you you know from where you came from to that's right. That's, that's this is the road we should have been on. Well, yeah, like, yeah, could have. This could have been me. <laughs> this is what we should have been doing, but we somehow made something of ourselves. That's right. <laughs> we, we made were, it. We yeah. were there. There was one guy, and Allie had had bought that. <laughs> A uh, book, like it was like a vintage, like Wizard of Oz or whatever. And the guy's like, he was like some Eastern European guy. He's like, oh, your wife can read. That's good. <laughs> we don't have many of those yeah. around here. He's like, most of them can only count money. I was like, oh, oh my God. God. I'm like, can't say that kind of stuff. Yeah. Can't even count the amount of teeth in there. Especially to my wife. She'll tell you to go no fuck way. yourself. Oh, man. When was the last time you went to an auction? Oh, God. It's been a long time, but. I know exactly what you're saying. It's glorious. I mean, I go there sometimes just to just yeah. to see because there's sometimes yeah, there's some guys spectacle. out there with tools that you know acquired these tools. Yeah, and uh, you know, I used you get to a, love going in California. Used to go to one all the time. I can only imagine how good those were. Yeah, I mean here it's nice because like when the season hits for them, I mean they're huge. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. the English Town one. There's the the one in Farmingdale, the Columbus one. Yeah, that one's supposed to be good. I've never been to that. Really? Yeah, Collingwood was a total bust when we went. Yeah, it's I mean, it's all junk. Even the tools, it's like you know, they're old, but it's just like old junk, you know. Yeah, and it's funny that we talk about this, and we just said what we said about it. But like when I was a kid, I used to have to be there. I had it. Well, I used to have to be there. Like my dad and mom would have a table oh, out there. Okay. So it's just like you lived it, and now you're reliving it from a totally different perspective in life. Yeah. You're on the other side. Of the so table. ashamed. Like I made like, it up. Holy shit. Yeah. It's a good time though. Some people, yeah, and they sell such weird stuff. Yeah. Like like an amalgamation of things that are have no relation to one another. No. No, like you could go buy thirty-year-old work boots, yeah, but then go buy a brand new Barbie princess doll from the same guy. Yeah, he's like, "Well, this is what I got." <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's people that just they're scrappers. Yeah, yeah. You which know, that's that's and, stole my dad. You know, whatever. Yeah. If it makes him happy, it makes him happy. You know, yeah. he's he's lived a long life. Yeah, he's defied the odds. That's for sure. Still defying him. Yeah, still and defying him. It's amazing every time I think about it. Yeah. You ever yeah. watch? You watch that show, Last of Us? That's on. That's real popular right now. I've heard about. It. I've never oh, watched well. it. Anyway, there's like a zombie kind of like apocalypse thing, but this one girl. Oh, it's the one based off the video game, right? Yeah, like okay. she's immune. Like she got bit, but she never turned into like this zombie. That's like your dad. It's like he's got this <laughs> yeah. special thing in his blood where he's just like <laughs> he's got like some site some type of. Uh, yeah, we don't. My my favorite little anecdote with your dad is when we were both working over there at Tom's. 
and he was trying to repair something, some dental work with Bondo. Oh, his dentures, yeah, with the Bondo. With the Bondo. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, I think you were in the back yeah. with me helping yeah. with I'm painting like, or something. what are you doing? Yeah. You put that he, in your mouth? He wasn't even working there anymore. Oh, he, he just, just, he showed up. He just went to the assembly table, starts mixing up Bondo, and like we're all scratching our heads because he, he like said what's up and everything, but like he, we're like, like, all right, maybe he just is fixing like another little like that was his thing yeah, after he, he used left to there. Fix little things, yeah, and stuff because like living that. in in that senior place, you know, he's a chatty Cathy. Yeah, he'll make friends with anybody. Oh yeah, okay, and he's a flirt. I mean, to this day, I mean, he'll <laughs> he'll still go to a strip club and and talk to these girls and they'll love him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So no matter where he goes, he's, you know, he's a hit. So we figured he's, yeah, he's just, he's just coming in to fix like, like probably like a little trinket box or yeah. something. No, he fucking, he pulls his teeth out yeah. and he's mixing up Bondo and fucking fix the stitcher. So we're like, no, you cannot do that. Like, I know. Yeah, that is like, like, just smell gonna, it? That smell says, don't put this inside your body. Oh, who cares? I'm just going to put it. They're going to fall out anyway. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen man. I haven't seen him. Yeah, since I left Tom's. Oh shit. Yeah, I mean, it like the dark thing about it was like we, you know, he's been going through a lot of stuff. Obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, you guys know, but like we thought we were gonna lose him before we lost, you know, my mom back mm -hmm. in September, and then after she passed, we we're like, there's no way he's making it through this, and here he is. I know. You know, he's yeah. even yesterday. He's like, oh, let me take the bike out. You're not. You're not. You go back up and down the stairs with your, you know, your chick bikes. There's no chance. It's like, oh, that's actual. I used to ride bikes all the time. I'm like, those bikes. I, I don't. There's not even a comparison. It's like a moped. It's literally a BMX bike with like a little weed whacker yeah. motor on it compared yeah. to like you hopping on this thing. I don't think you could hold it up. Yeah. No. Well, actually, I do have a picture of him sitting on it, but I had the key far enough away because. You know, Jerk tried to fucking start it to pull away on him. I was like, no, I knew he was going to try to pull something. Probably no helmet, nothing. Nah, dude, he's crazy. He's like evil Knievel still. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, I mean, he a paper cut's going to kill the guy. What a piece of work. Well, I wouldn't say that. Well, he, he came over. We had him over for uh, Thanksgiving dinner. And, uh, you know, Manny fashion, you know, he got this watch, which means nothing to us but like to him just looks like this flashiest watch you could ever get right <laughs> like just this this uh, gem you found in the garbage can because obviously uh, yeah. somebody didn't need it anymore yeah. so he's like uh, just so about it, he won't stop showing it uh, off and then i'm like like what's on your wrist like he's like oh i'm bleeding and i'm like why are you bleeding <laughs> Like what you're in my apartment bleeding. Why? Like, what are you doing right now? It's Thanksgiving dinner. Like, what the hell's going on? He's like, oh, the watch. It's got a sharp edge on it. It 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 cut me. I'm like, take the fucking thing off then. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you won't take it off though. He apparently uh, he was already bleeding because you know he's like on all the blood thinners yeah. and stuff. He was already bleeding hours beforehand. Then I talked to him the next day. Like, he didn't stop bleeding until three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, did you take the watch off? He's like, no, I just put some put something under it so it doesn't rub against my skin. And I'm like, you gotta be like. There's no helping this man. Oh, There's no God. helping him. Yeah. <laughs> you're laughing right now, probably because you're thinking of like the yeah. watch that he's wearing. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's just yeah. like we would look at it and just yeah. be like, what the hell is that piece of shit? And but it, you know, to I him, mean, it's the best Rolex he's ever got. It's, yeah. It's, it's amazing I mean, to like. If you live, if you live that life, you know, if you grow up around those kind of people or just, yeah. you, you just, 
It's funny because you know it. Yeah. You know it. You're not used to it. You no. know, it's 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 a totally different world. Yeah. You know, he grew up in Portugal and stuff, yeah. you know. Sometimes I tell my, my wife about stuff like that is like second nature normal to me. It's like, oh yeah, like when you, we had to like have I lived in an apartment where the refrigerator was like out on the back porch, you know. What? <laughs> that was a thing? <laughs> Yeah, because the kitchen was too small to fit a refrigerator in it, so they put it on the back stair landing. I got a second fridge on my porch. <laughs> All right. Relaxed over there, Mr. One Privilege. In the kitchen, one on the porch. <laughs> Mr. Privilege over there. And it's a closed-in porch. Yeah. Oh, you have a closed-in porch. Well, yeah, it's, it's unconditioned, but, but there's a door. <laughs> Is it a fridge or a freezer? Uh, it's a fridge. Do you but have like one of those big freezers for meats and stuff? No. no. Really? It's, it's, the, old it's the old fridge. Yeah. Oh, got a new the fridge. Old fridge, okay. old fridge they got a new refrigerator. It's a seltzer fridge. You love so it's in there. There's so it's some... not as highfalutin as you're imagining. Oh, no. It's... <laughs> Do you remember Back to the it's Future? It's super white trash. Yeah. Did you, you watch You've Back to the Future? You've seen my porch fridge. I don't, no, it's been a while since I've been over there. Yeah. It's been there for a long time. Okay, well... I try not to pay attention to your privilege, okay? <laughs> two fridges. But no, so back to the back to the future, remember? He doesn't have two TVs. Nobody has two TVs. <laughs> yeah, I got a white fridge from the seventies on my porch. I could have sworn you would have had like one of those big uh like chest style freezers. No. Nah. I do have meat in the freezer on the porch on the por- in porch fridge. But nothing crazy. I got a turkey in there that we got for free around Thanksgiving. Which God knows when I'm gonna cook that. Yeah. What about when you guys go on this fishing trip? You're not going to bring home anything. We gotta get lucky. Yeah. I don't know if you, I don't think you keep the steelhead in DSR. You don't want to eat that fish anyway. No. Because I have two pieces sitting in my fridge right now. Well, my freezer. Lake Ontario is, uh, you know, not that clean. No. There's like a power plant. You know. Oh, I don't know much. They're about like it. to only eat three ounces of fish a week. It's like if is they that say that, they it's say? like. Something like that, or oh, eight ounces. It's like, then you should just not eat it at all. Yeah. It's like eating the fish by a three-mile island, huh? Yeah, like, if you have to limit your consumption of the fish, that you should just limit it to zero. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm pretty sure the fish I have, so when I first started there, you know, one of my coworkers, he's super big into it as well. Yeah, you were telling me he goes and up he's, there. I think it's the same exact spot you guys are going to, but he brings back a ton, mm-hmm. you know? So I have a piece of salmon, and then... They have the trout up there, right? Yeah, there's steelhead, which is like a rainbow trout. There's coho, which is another kind of salmon. Um, I know it's just a piece of king salmon, king right? King salmon, yeah. And then I can't remember what the other piece is. It's a little little lighter color. Probably steelhead. Okay, that might be yeah. what it is then. Um, yeah, the section, we go to this section of river called Douglason Salmon Run, and it's a two and a half mile private. Like they own the, you obviously can't own the water, but they own the river bank. For two okay. and a half miles. And I, I, I'm pretty sure the steelhead is catch and release only. Okay. So there won't be any salmon when we go up there. But the salmon, dude, the second they get into the river, they start to die. Because that's what they do. They're going in to spawn, and then they literally, they all die. Mm-hmm. There's a handful that don't die. Yeah, the know? zombie fish. Yeah, so like the meat starts to break down the second they get into the river. <clears throat> Douglaston Salmon Run is the first section of river. So if you get all the way up to the top of the river, like that salmon's been dying for like Eight miles by the time it, <laughs> you it got up to the decrepit fish. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll see them in the water. They look like a zombie. Really? That I see. I've never, never got to experience that. Yeah, they turn like white, and they're like, like literally, like picture a zombie fish. That's and you the can three see ounces fish of fish you're gonna eat. Yeah, 
So you, grew up next to a power plant and now it's a zombie. Oh my god. Like the I mean I've eaten it. It's, it's not that's where your eye twitch is coming from. Yeah, it could be. It's not twitching right now. It's also your second time fly fishing now, right? Yeah. I'm an outdoorsman. Start planning now for next April. Yes. We we were talking about that. We were talking about that because she's she's upset because that's all she wants to do is go fly fishing. I mean you guys can take her all you too. want. She'll cheer your ear off, but she's a good fisherman. She outfishes me every time, so. She's the turtle man. She's the turtle. Yeah, I don't think they have turtles. Well, at least not this time of year. Well, I don't know. I guess I've April, never, April never met anyone who was more obsessed with alligator snapping turtles and crocodiles than her. Like, we went to uh, this reptile expo a few months ago out in Pennsylvania, and we knew there might be some... Crocodiles and alligators there. And I had to like really re- like be prepared for that because I was like, if she sees one, we're going to go home with an alligator. Oh, my God. Like, not even kidding. And then sure enough, there was some. And I think you sent me a picture yeah, of an alligator. Believe it or not, I wanted to leave with one more than she did. They were like the cutest little things and they were super docile. Like, even Gage held one. And my kid doesn't like anything. And he was... Holding a little tiny alligator, you know. But they grow up to be big alligators. Not these. I mean, well, yes and no. They four foot, three foot. I mean, so it's like a caiman, or is it an actual alligator? These there's American alligators, and then I don't think there was any caimans there, but there's like so many different, I guess, species of them. Yeah, they have like the dwarf ones. I didn't think is, you could own those. You can't. So that's the thing. In Pennsylvania, you can own them, and In a lot of other. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. So the that's problem is Florida North. Yeah, if so, if you, <laughs> if you get caught within in New Jersey, then it's a big deal. Like what just happened, I think maybe I told you about it. It was like a couple months ago, somebody randomly found an alligator in Neptune in a Tupperware container. Like you guys know Neptune. Oh, yeah. Neptune is a is is not a very nice place. I yeah, mean, there's some like nice a, spots of it. Like urban, suburban. It's ghetto. It's, yeah. it's very yeah. ghetto. It's very dangerous. Yeah, and to find a American alligator in a big storage bin out in the winter night, it was like, you know, and that's why somebody dumped it because you can't bring it to a vet or anything because, you know, yeah. probably lock you up for it. Yeah, yeah, and you know they grow to a point where it's like, well, I can't handle this alligator anymore. What the hell am I going to do with it? Well, that's the sad thing about it is you stunt their growth, limit their food intake and their enclosure, so anything is only going to grow with what it can grow into. Yeah, you know. It's like a goldfish. That's like when I was a kid, one of the big things was getting the little chicks and things like that for mm-hmm. Easter. Yeah. Yeah, what a horrible idea. Well, you know, where I live. <laughs> yeah, well, it was what Brooklyn, do do? right? What do you do with them when they're big then? Was this in Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, well, actually, the, the, the time I do remember was on Long Island. Okay. And... Apparently there was this McDonald's or something like that where it was by a um, stream or some kind of thing of water. Is this where they're getting the chicken nuggets and this from? Is, this is where everybody <laughs> would bring them. And I remember we put them in like a garbage can mm-hmm. and brought them over there, and like <laughs> dumped them in, like into the water. Or yeah, just, oh, yeah. That's like chickens. No, they were ducks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, they were ducks. 
just took away McDonald's. So they swam, uh, they swam away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you a, said chick, so I thought it was a chicken. Yeah, and that's why I was like, like drowning like, it. Like, yeah, you know, we didn't want it anymore, so we just drowned it in the river. <laughs> Soggy no. chicken nugget. No, no. Isn't it? What's a big? Oh, a duckling. Duckling, yeah. Duckling. Okay, yeah. Is that the, like, actual name, right? I duckling? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The ugly duckling, you know. Mm -hmm. Duckling, yeah. Yeah, you kind of threw us both for a loop when you said yeah, the chicks. chicks yeah, chicks, like, yeah. Man, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I mean, right now we have that tegu. Yeah, that oh, giant yeah. three-foot lizard we have at home. Yeah, that's a weird one. She's like a cat, you know? Literally just nuzzles up to you and will fall asleep. It was funny, like a little while ago, we, we actually brought her out for the first time. We went Because you can, you can walk them. So we said screw it like we're gonna have to get used to her got being a on. leash and stuff like that yeah we went to PetSmart one night and you know we walk in with this giant lizard on us and you know we're picking out like a little dog harness for it and we put her on the leash and she immediately like starts freaking out like she only walks backward because she's <laughs> not used to it trying to walk out of it probably yeah so we we get yeah. that and we kind of get cat her used harness. to it yeah that's what it was a cat harness sorry you're gonna have to listen back a couple episodes. We did a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh god. We read Amazon reviews oh. and we found this guy and we read all like all of his reviews. They were all of like toupees and cat harnesses. Was he yeah. a furry? No. no, he was a weirdo though. It was, it's like a little sweater. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a little jumpsuit for the cats. Of, so the cat couldn't yeah. get out of it. Always oh, one of them. Yeah. He uh Let's say he likes a clip on his cell phone case. <laughs> and if Collins it doesn't come with a clip, you're going to know about it. It's one of the old leather ones with that really nasty plastic oh, cover yeah. on it. Yeah. Oh, he like man. freaked out. He's like, who sells a phone case with no belt clip? <laughs> oh, God. And he's got six paper towel holders in his apartment. And he's probably got five pens in his pocket at all times. Yeah, I don't know. Uh. He's a strange bird. Well, we, we kind of felt like that this day, though. So we, we go to PetSmart that night, which is, you could walk in there with a steer if you wanted to, yeah. you know? <laughs> so lizard's not really, I mean, granted, it was a pretty yeah. big lizard, but yeah. but then um, that Saturday, we had kind of made a promise to the people at Harley, because, you know, we're pretty friendly with all of them now, that, uh, you know, we'll come in day with her so you guys can meet her, because who doesn't want to see a giant lizard? Yeah. What, at what place? At Harley. Oh, Long Harley. Branch? Yeah, 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 Shoreline. Yeah. Um, so we bring her over there and then at the same time we were like, we're out and about, we were trying to find Gage, you know, my son, a, a new bed and stuff. So I was like, I was like, screw it. Like, do we just call Ashley's right now and be like, Hey, can we, there's animals allowed in the store. So we kind of felt like these people, you know, like can't go anywhere without your yeah. animal. So I call and I'm on the phone and I'm like, like, uh, do you guys allow pets in your store? And she's like, yeah. I was like, I was like, is there any restrictions? And she's like. Uh, yes, goodbye. <laughs> she was like, what is it? And I'm like, well, it's a lizard, but it's a really tame lizard. It's, it's not going to be crawling around the floor. It's not going to do anything. And she's like, hold on. And like a couple minutes go by and I'm like, she, she definitely hung up on me. She comes back and she's like, it's not going to go to the bathroom anywhere. Right. And I'm like, no. And she's like, it's not going to attack anybody. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm like, it's, it's like a puppy dog, but it's just scaly. She's like, all right, um, yeah, you can come by, but once we see it, we'll have to let you know. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then we, you know, ended up going to Ashley's with our three-foot lizard, shopping around, and everybody was all like, oh, let's see here, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it totally, totally blew their minds. I like, <laughs> you know. 
That's the kind of thing you see like on the internet where like some Karen like calls the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't let my poodle in the Starbucks. <laughs> we I weren't trying one. to be those people, but it was just like, we're already out and about. Yeah. Like we're literally going to go past the furniture place yes. to go back home. There's no point in dropping her off. If they're going to let her, you know, go in, then who cares? Yeah. You don't want to like leave it in the car either. Be like crawled up inside the Yeah. Yeah. She would have destroyed my leather. She's got some claws on her. But what made you guys go down the whole avenue of looking up cat reviews or sweater it reviews? It was uh, by accident. Well, yeah. we were looking up Google reviews. We, we, we were going to do tool reviews on Amazon because we, we uh, I don't know, we just didn't have any any topic in mind. And then uh, it was just showing like things that I had already bought. So bounty paper towels was one and we clicked on it and the guy's like, going on this whole diatribe about how they changed the, where they're trying to pass off these like bad bounty paper towels. So we clicked on the guy's profile and just read like, imagine being that pissed off about a paper towel. He went on and on. Then we found another guy who would buy like Eddie Van Halen guitar picks and like give them out to kids. <laughs> On a Google review. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon. Yes. What? What? Like he yeah. would buy them on there? Yeah, he's like, I don't play, I don't use these when I play, but I keep them in my vest. Oh. And yeah. give them away to kids in the store. You should have seen his face doing cartwheels. Yeah. Oh my Practically God. doing backflips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I can only imagine. Oh. Yeah, go back to episode, tw it must have been 24. Oh, man. Yeah, 24? Two weeks ago. Okay. I'll have those. It's called Green one. Street Does Amazon. Was there a guest on that one or was it just? No, it was just no. us. Okay. That was Amazon. That's. You should do one, but do it for like buildings or businesses you're not sure of. We've that done is it. a gold mine right there. We've done Google reviews where we just like picked a, we're like, let's do the Dairy Queen in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we go and, and we've. <laughs> We've gone down some rabbit holes. I don't remember uh, what it was or why we were doing it, but I think I, I I had a buddy. He was asking me about something about the. When was the last time you were over in Farmingdale, like Collingswood area? Oh, long time. Okay, you're still familiar with it, right? Yeah. You know that bookstore across the street, uh, the adult store across the street from Collingswood. Yeah, like no, I don't never notice it. So if you were coming this way, going down. What is that? That's 33? I think yeah, it is. I think so. There's that bookstore right there. You know, bookstore, quote unquote. Yeah. And then you would have to go around to come back to go mm -hmm. to the auction. So you would, you would always have to pass it unless you lived south. But I, th I don't remember why we Googled it. But we Googled it. And the reviews for that place are definitely worth it. <laughs> Okay. We found a lady who was like reviewing like this burger place and she's like, yeah, the burger was no good, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, wait, no, she no. was a vegetarian yeah. and something, whatever. She was bitching about this place because she was a vegetarian, whatever. And then we go to her other thing. She's reviewing like a barbecue place. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. this lady's a, she's a faker. She's yeah. getting paid to do it. I don't know. Because yeah, doesn't like Amazon pay you to do that kind of stuff? Well, these were just on Google. Um, the Hooters ones were hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine. Tiffany was amazing. We had the... My husband started off with the cha-cha wings, and then... <laughs> but, but it was so funny. So they're swingers? Yeah. I guess. Uh, 
Yeah, what the hell? It's uh, what the hell's the name of that one? You have to Google it though one day and literally go through some of the reviews. It's not like it, the Love Shack or something. It is, is Love it? Shack, the yes. Because there's Love one Shack. in Tom's River. It is Love Shack. Definitely, definitely worth it though. The Love Shack. If the you're not uh Love Shack. If you're open minded and obviously not yeah. blind over to the world. 18. Yes, definitely over eighteen. Look up the Love Shack <laughs> in uh Farmingdale, New Jersey. <laughs> And please look at the Google reviews oh, for it. Oh, man. You can only imagine. Well, we've been at it for almost two hours here. Already? Yeah, hour and 45. And to think, I was going to say, we're going to cut this one short today, right? Well, <laughs> last time we did about four hours, if you include the after show, where we discovered that our waitress's name was Choi. Oh, yeah. my God. That's right. Or I don't know. Did we discover it on that episode or did we just talk about it? I don't remember. So long That ago. was our first Patreon episode. We don't do that anymore. You don't do Patreon? We have it. It's just too much work. So we just give nothing. Okay. So if you're interested, you can join our Patreon <laughs> and support the show. Yeah, the whole, like, all the podcast stuff, like, I just, knowing that I was going to have to start at the new place, and you can't have headphones and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then. I, I can't listen to podcasts because yeah. I don't have an hour to, to be able to focus on something. Like if I if I put on music, that's one thing. Yeah, it's, it's in background. the background. Yeah, but like if I was to put on a podcast, it'll end. I'll have no idea what the hell they talked about. Yeah, because you're trying to focus on something you need to focus on, and then you're yeah. trying to like pay attention and absorb everything you're hearing in the in the podcast. I don't have know? like a long commute where I can you know. I'll catch one every now and then if, yeah. I'm, if I have to do something you know like sanding for a long time. Go home, like eat dinner, take a shower. Yeah, I try to limit my, like... That's it, bedtime. I'm certainly not going home to listen to a podcast. Yeah, well, that's my thing, because, like, now at this place, with the amount of people and the noises and everything else, it's just, like, the only thing I want to hear is nothing or the music I want to listen to, because having to listen to their radio there day in and day out... (laughs) Oh, God. Is it, like, a hard rock station? Oh, they do... Or oldies? uh, They do throwback 80s. They do uh, uh, hair... Thursdays or something like that. Then there's Country Wednesday, which oh, is oh, so there's like I'm a, not going to ruin there's a this theme. Yeah, so it's every week is the same thing. So what I don't understand is your music guy. Yeah, radio stations. Why the hell do they keep playing the same, same shit songs. they've been playing for thirty years? Yeah, they play yeah. like the same schedule too. Like yeah. we used to listen to Q1043, and it was like at Tuesday at nine a.m. they're gonna play "Comfortably Numb" by Pink Floyd. It's like yeah. every week, it's the same. Yeah, they just play the same block of songs. That's literally what this is. I'll it's tell you every why. week. Why? It's because um, big conglomerates like Clear Channel bought up all these radio stations mm-hmm. so they're not independently owned anymore and especially in a market like new york uh, and this area yeah the percentage points of the lit what would you call it the ratings mm-hmm. are worth so much money that everything is it's the mcdonald's totally standardized yeah, it's the mcdonald's theory like when people go to a town that they're not familiar with instead of going to some cool place to eat they go, oh, let's go to McDonald's because I know what I'm going to get. So it's yeah, not great, but, but I know what my Big Mac's going to taste like. Yeah. So everything is homogenized. Yeah, it's it's painful, especially for me, <laughs> who's like, obviously has a very different taste in, oh, yeah. in music and stuff like that. Like, And then there's some of the stuff that comes on. It's like, 
this place is filled with a bunch of like just what you would call manly men and mechanics and stuff like that. And play, you're like playing like Katy Perry. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, oh, oh Manic yeah. Monday. Like, what oh the my fuck God. Is this shit? <laughs> but then Country Wednesdays is my, uh, oh, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Modern Country is about the most horrible thing it going. Is. And having to listen to the same thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah, that'll kill you right there, too. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, that's the unfortunate part is like having headphones is, is pretty frowned upon. Sometimes you kind of get away with it. Yeah. What but, about the like bone conductive ones like we have? They so, just sit right here. They don't, don't go in your ears. About. Oh, we'll, you we'll got to get you. some. Yeah. They don't go in your ears. They sit on your temple and it con conducts through your bones. So you, so can, you can hear, hear everything around you. If it's like really loud, you, you can't really hear that well. Like you can't hear the music that well. See, I wonder if it's, I don't know if it's like, because obviously we have to wear hearing protection a lot. They're made for like warehouses. Um, okay. Yeah. I wonder if it's just maybe because they don't want like us talking on the phone and stuff. Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. Definitely show me them before before I leave today, yeah. though. They're pretty cool. I, I kind of stopped using them um, just because, well, when we were doing the boxes, because compressor runs all day when we're cutting with the laser. Yeah. You can't hear yeah. <laughs> with the compressor running. You can't hear anything. You're going to box it in or leave it out. Yeah. The compressor? Yeah. I put a box around the top, but it didn't do anything. No. We just got to get a, a quieter different, one. yeah, bigger, quieter compressor. By Tom's old one. Yeah. The one that let out the blue smoke. <laughs> we better wrap this thing up. Yeah. Uh, you want to do that thing where you tell people where they can find you on social media? Yeah. Instagram, too many mistakes, I guess. <laughs> two, zero, zero. Wait, T, zero. T, T, O, O, underscore, Manny, underscore, mistakes. Yeah. You coming to Maker Camp this year? Uh, it's been tossed around. Probably to sneak up there for a day. You can ride the bike up. That's what we're we're thinking. We're gonna probably see the fall colors. Yeah, because it's already booked up, isn't it? Uh, uh, no. I mean, you can get get tickets. There's thought, you can camp too. Yeah, so that's what we're trying to figure out. Is either if there's gonna be a spot because there was a, a hotel not too far away or something, right? I think they still have like they have hotels that they're like affiliated with that are like right down the street. That I think they still have rooms. Yeah, because what the drive? I don't remember the drive. It was like what three and a half hours? Uh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Maybe yeah. four. Yeah. So we were we've been tossing around the idea of possibly just you know leaving real early in the morning one day on the bike, going up there, spending a good amount of time there, and then just you know we either, have two rooms again. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I missed that. We had the hot tub in the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, we had a heart shaped tub this year in me and Allie's room. <laughs> I had a room all a, to myself. There's a, yeah. a picture floating around of me and Bliss laying in it. Oh, my God. There's no water, though, and we were fully clothed. Yeah. You guys could crash. That's a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that first one was subscribe to the OnlyFans to get the. <laughs> and then look up Love Shack. Only plans. <laughs> well. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Ciao. Till next time. The wife says hello. Hello, wife. <laughs> As always, Rob and I thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can join our Patreon, or you can use one of our affiliate links in the podcast description for vesting finishes. Again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in. 